All right. 12 gauge uncut. Kevin Ryan. How you doing, Rocky? Good. Good to see you. So, for those of you who don't know, uh, and well, he has to say with Robert Gibson. Okay. And uh, Air Paris. Okay. Uh, fill me in. Who else? Who else have you actually? John Cena, The Undertaker, uh, <laughs> Chris Crunk, probably. Uh, that's a I feel like I've kind of got a lot of uh, a lot of my names in a bunch of different hats. I did see a post the other day that uh, Rob Eskew put, and it was like, just because you did some seminars and stuff for these guys, do not make you train by these guys. And I was like, damn, I wonder if that's like it wasn't a shot at me, but I was like, I was like, you know, I do say I'm trained by a lot of people, like Robert, for example. Like I wouldn't say I'm like trained by Robert, but I did do a lot of classes with Robert. I wouldn't say like I did a lot of seminars. I think my my official guy that trained me is a guy named Dakota Outlaw, and he's from here. Uh, actually, in Somerville, Georgia, with this beautiful brick wall behind us. Uh, so I guess just him. I guess I mean really just him. But I've done like seminars and classes with other people. Who trained you? Well, uh, Mike Golden. And okay. Uh, so I would I would say so. Mike Golden. Uh, and and I, I'm the same way of you. There's been a lot of people that says. Uh, so I would have said uh, Todd Zane, Tony Stansel had some. Uh, in there, we're, we're we're not on great terms, but still, they, you know, they had some um, influences in my training. For sure, uh, Jimmy Wang Yang. Yeah, Jimmy Wang. Oh, that's yeah. cool. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but in but in that regards, I've you know had a lot of time with uh, Zach Mosley. Uh, Zach's incredible. Zach's Pepper, so good. Yeah, Pepper Bottom. Yep. Uh, oddly guys. enough, I've never met Bryce. Really? Yeah, and like, okay. hey, it's yeah. weird that you meet two of those and never have met the third. You one. just expect it to all be together. Yeah, you exactly. Never expect it. Yeah, and so, uh, and from that, but uh, you know, I worked a lot with Chris Kamikaze. Mm. Um, you know, uh, Bobby Hayes. Love Bobby. Yeah, Bobby's Bobby's, Bobby's awesome. Everybody loves Bobby. Right? It's just a normal <laughs> thing. But uh, really, my the ring and tempo and the less is more. Mm. That's really what Bobby taught. Mm, that's what I live by. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, uh, we we know you, Mister uh, Balls to the Walls. Yeah, the <laughs> my body probably appreciated a lot more, but you know, whatever. It's okay. Yeah. If you now, when you were younger, like, who did you want to be trained by? Was there ever like a Shawn Michaels? Yes, dude, the no, man, no doubt. When when you showed up with that, uh, that that was the, no doubt the the person. That was the reason. I wanted to become a professional wrestler. No shit. Am I podcasting you now? That's yeah. what we're doing. Switch it up. <laughs> what, made, what made Shawn Michaels that guy? Do you think it, he just brought you in like everybody says he does? Just the entertaining, the charisma. I mean, everything about HBK. It was, but the the, the thing about HBK, and no, I'm 6'1", 235 now. But mm-hmm. when I was in high school, I was tall and skinny and not near as wide either. Mm-hmm. I, I was... Uh, maybe 180 pounds wet, and everybody always told me I was too small to be a professional wrestler. Mm. Never gonna happen because I was too little. Yep. And so I admired Sean for being that small guy mm-hmm. in the land of giants. The at land that of time. giants. That's facts. I understand that. So yeah, great answer. That's awesome. Yeah. So what about you? Uh, so when I was so when I was like really young. My my three favorites of all time, period, are Undertaker's number one, just because he was the guy that got me into wrestling. Uh, Eddie Guerrero's my second, because I thought it was really his matches with Dean Malenko that he did in ECW. 
that just like drew me and I used to have his DVD and yeah. I loved literally yesterday I went to McKay's and got the Eddie Guerrero book for two dollars I'm gonna read that bitch today uh, so uh, Eddie Guerrero was the second one and then uh, nowadays is Adam Cole so those are like my guys but the people I wanted to be trained by would be like uh, the Wild Samoans is really cool. I always thought that was like a really good thing yeah. because everybody talked about it. Lance Storm was a random one, but he's in Canada. Yes. But I used to think Lance Storm and Chris Candido were like the guys. Yes. I don't wrestle anything like them, but God, I wish I could. They're yeah. so fire. Uh, and then AR Fox has a school in Atlanta, which was very doable, just kind of expensive at the time. You know? Yeah. So that's the only reason I didn't go there. But those were like my guys that I wanted to be like, I guess, trained by. The people I looked up to was obviously Taker, Eddie, and Adam. Those yeah. are like just my guys. Oh. Yeah. Um, well, y'all see this guy right here? We're, we're going to talk about this a little bit, but I'm going to tease you with it right now. Oh, yeah. Just, just going to let you look at the shine as we move shine forward. Shine on up. But, uh, well, uh, so those of you who haven't saw Kevin Ryan, Kevin features a very high-paced, high-flying, uh, I mean, I would, I don't know, I would, I would almost give you that, you got the Shawn Michaels and you got a little bit of Ray Mysterio. I like this, too. I like this. So uh, the first the first time I got to see you, you and Frank were in a tag team match at uh, one of the superstar shows. No, it was the Lariato. It was no. Well, I think it was at Lariato. I knew it was an Impact Plus show. Yeah, it was an Impact. It show. was at the KLT Arena in Rome, and then we wrestled uh, Logan Creed, Cruel, and I, I want to say Danny Demento. I think it was Danny Demento. That's who I right. thought in my head. That's who it was. I don't yeah. know. That might be rough. I don't know. Sorry. Yeah. I know that y'all y'all did one of my favorite moves as a double team was was the Spanish fly, dude. So Frank, uh, me and Frank are talking the day before, and he's like, "Dude, we can do the double." And I was like, "Frank, no, like, relax. <laughs> let me do a Spanish fly, and you can do something cool like your air Paris. You don't have to prove anything to anybody." And he was like, pretty much the the thought I had when he was talking to me was he wants to prove to himself that he could ball out and still do this stuff, and he killed it. Yeah. He said he scraped his head a little bit, but dude, Logan Creed's a champ. Took it like a champ, and I, it was so cool. Tim yeah. with Air Pierce. That was awesome. Oh, man. That was awesome. Yeah. So, so how did you and, so speaking of Air Pierce, how did you and Frank meet? So, I actually, there's a show in, I think it's Gadsden, Alabama, back in like 2004. And my mom took me and my brother because it was my brother's birthday. I'll never forget. I think it was called BCW. Uh, it was a regular, like, it's like that. Uh, the default one entrance arena, you know, you walk in and there's like a camouflage uh, apron around the ring. And Air Paris come out, and everybody lost their shit for Paris. There was two guys that made a mark on me that night. It was Air Paris because he's Air Paris, I guess. You know, it's just one of those things when you're younger, you just see that. And then another guy, I think his name's like Mark something, but he blew fire. And I was like, coolest guy, right? Yeah. So I met Frank there. Did not know Frank, obviously, I was five years old. Fast forward, uh, he did a show in, uh, in Tryon, Georgia, called OCWA. And I saw him wrestle there, and I was like, I remember him from BCW. And I think I was like 10 at that time. Uh, then fast forward a little bit more, he, his shoot job was Walmart. I don't know if that's like something we should talk about, but whatever. Yeah. Frank, Frank knows yeah. he's fucking a goat. Uh, he worked at Walmart, and I saw him there, and he was like, Kevin Ryan. I was like, you know who I am? He was like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And we started talking, and then we just kind of became, I wouldn't say like the best of friends, but we became pretty close acquaintances at that point. Me and Frank are like, uh, it's kind of like a father figure. Like I can text him at any time and be like, hey, what do I do in this situation? How can I help? Will you help me train? Will you help me do this? And he's always there. So that's kind of like my relationship with Frank Paris. Yeah. So, now I have to give Frank hell on this one. Frank, so I'm jealous because Frank, you told me anytime I needed to work in the ring with you, you could call me oh, and just go hook up. Oh, shit. And, and he, uh, never, he never showed up. Classic <laughs> Frank. Classic Frank. Well, Frank's pissed off at me. 
Uh, Actually, so what are the little shoots he's on Frank too? <laughs> so Frank is a little mad at me because, but I did not know this. So if anybody knows or doesn't know, I have ADHD, which sucks. But like my brain doesn't work ever. So like I have no memory at all. So I actually got booked for the second Impact show for Larry Otto, and I think it was in like Dalton or something. And I was supposed to go up there, and so I'm pretty sure that show was like on the 30th per se. And I just didn't think nothing about it. So I go on, uh, I like do whatever I do, and it's like the third of the next month. And I was sitting there, and I was like, I wonder when the Impact show is. <laughs> and I look on my phone, and I go, oh, shit. It's, it was three days ago. And he kind of like, I got to say, he cut me off, but he didn't really talk to me after that, and I'm pretty sure that's why. So, Frank Parrish, I am so sorry <laughs> about that Impact show. Obviously, I'd have done it, and I thought that was a really dope opportunity. So, I'm very sorry about that. <laughs> so, I think he hates me. <laughs> so, um, and so... In the, in the side note, bring in someone. So your brother actually wrestles too. Shane Oakley, yes Shane sir. Oakley. So, Shane Oakley. So big shout out to Shane. Shane actually helped me out uh, probably about I guess two weeks ago. Was I had I had to get an oil change. Mm, it's all Babylon. Yeah. So Walmart, you roll in. They were like, "No, nah, we don't do European cars." Mm. So which. You know, it's scary to find out this is the first time I've got an oil change for my European car. Is how much it was going to cost mm. to get an oil change. Was it bad? It, it wasn't, you know, over a normal car, I think I was, before the discount, it was like 125 bucks. Jesus. So, yes. he hooked me up and it was uh, with a 20% or whatever. Yes, sir. Yeah, so, so he got me down under $100, which. So, was, shout out Shane Yeah, so shout out to Shane. Is it hard? So, like, did you just get this car or something? Like, do you not normally get your oil changed or something? Well, we just got, yeah, we just a new car. So, mm-hmm. my other one got totaled, and uh, they basically had a Toyota that was paid off. Love Toyotas, though. Yeah. And it should have never died, mm-hmm. but I had an accident, and they didn't, when the body worked everything, they didn't check the fuse box. Okay. So apparently the fuse box did some damage and it caught fire and burnt the electrical, which the electrical is nine tenths of the cost of that car. Which is ball game. Yeah, yeah so ball game for it. So it's like some Grand Theft Auto shit or something. So yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and so and in this market right now, buying a car is horrible. Oh, they do terrible. <laughs> terrible. So, so shout out Shano though yes. for that cheap ass oil change. That's cool. I'm glad he did that. Yeah, he did. So oh. I appreciate it. It's. That's the one thing I love about wrestling. Boys are boys. We take care of each other whenever we have a chance. No matter what. Even if you only see each other once a year, you just know that it's like the bond. No matter yeah. what. You know, like I haven't seen you in what? It's probably since the last Somerville show, I would say. Which yeah. Which I love probably. And that was what? That's probably damn a year and a half ago, really. Yeah, Jeez. it's been a long time. Lost. Yeah, it was right before. I think you got. Lost. You injured your leg shortly after that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yep, yep. Then we saw each other. Because I, I remember shooting out to you because I saw that you got hurt. Mm-hmm. To check on you, see how you were doing. Such a shit time, dude. That yeah. was an awful time in my life. Yeah, I mean, there's well, people don't get it like, especially in wrestling, a D injury, mm-hmm. and especially with your style because mm-hmm. there's so much trauma going on to your knee. With, Constantly. So the the jumping, the landing, you know, there's there's nothing that doesn't involve your knees in that yep. ring, pretty much. Well, what sucks about that too? I guess it's not. It doesn't really suck, but it's kind of like a. So my style was very that. And I still do a lot of that shit, don't get me wrong. But there's also, like, I have to switch up a couple of things. Because I am only 23 years old, but my knees are, like, 86, right? Like my <laughs> knees are old as hell. So, like, I got to make sure that uh, I don't, like, for example, like, I used to do, like, moonsaults. Like, if somebody German suplexed me off the top rope, I'd land yeah. it and sit and yeah. let the crowd react. But I can't do that anymore. Because yeah. if I land on this bad boy like that again, it's game. Yeah. I'm done for, you know? Yeah. I thought I was done for there. So I injured my knee, 
in February of 2021. And I still kind of wrestled on and off because, like, it's – I don't do drugs, right, because I think that stuff's stupid. But it's, it's like, the drug. It's, like, wrestling is, like, the adrenaline rush. Wrestling is, like, the way to go. Yeah. So, like, I couldn't just stop. If I could walk on it, I would do it, you know. So, uh, how did it go? So, I was wrestling at the Cut Outlaw show. Uh, in Somerville, and I tried to do a move where literally it was just I do a hot tag. So I get tagged. It's a hot tag is like you take heat. Uh, the old wrestlers are gonna hate this, but you take heat if you're a tag team partner, and your tag partner tags you in, and then as the superhero you come in, you save the day. Well, dude, as soon as I literally stepped in, like not I didn't move or nothing. I just stepped in and said, and I had to walk out and leave. That was probably four months into my injury. God, it was awful. God, nobody. That was such a shit time of my life. I lost my confidence at that time. I lost. My mojo, I lost everything. Like, I really felt like I could quit wrestling. So then it fixed itself to where, like, uh, it wasn't 100%. My knee's never going to be 100% again. I just I don't believe it. It's just what it is. But I went to Pro South, and we did a, a reunion of the Akuto Death Society with myself, Chris Cronk, and Sean Christopher before me and Cronk became the New South Tag Team Champions and uh, a group again. I think it's uh, maybe not. But we went there, and I did a suicide dive on the hot tag. I've never, I've never done a hot tag again, guys. <laughs> so I did a suicide dive on a guy named B-Watt. B-Watt's very professional. He's a pro style champion. He's a badass. And so I hit the ropes, and I went outside. And when I did, so most guardrails are, like, spacing from outside the ring to where somebody can catch you. It's probably, like, a good five-ish feet, you know? Like, it's not, like, a lot of room, but it's not terrible. Pro South has, like, these guardrails that are probably, like, three feet from the ring. And, and Pro South's ring is hot. Like, it's, like... What do you think? Have you ever been to Pro South? I have not been to Pro South. Probably like six feet off the ground. Like, it's pretty tall, really. And so when I did the suicide dive, and you're trying to do it at an angle because of how close the guardrails are, I kind of just went down. And B-Y called me perfectly. But when he did, I did that, and I planted back on my leg and cut it in again. And I made a post that night that was like, I retired from wrestling. I was like, I'm done. I'm sick of this shit, blah, blah, blah. And I really meant that for that time because I was scared. Yeah. I lost, Like I said, I lost my confidence. I just got it back, and then that happened, and I was like, fuck it. I will never be Kevin Ryan again. Yeah. But here I am, you know. Yeah. Here I am. That was probably eight months ago. Yeah. And now I feel like I'm balling probably better than I ever have. You have you, you, I saw that confidence from good. you in your online. But but so those of you who don't know, that just uh, when Kevin says this, he's got a lot on the line here too now that mm. he didn't have before. He's got a beautiful little girl. Oh, that's a beautiful child. That, oh, this beautiful child. I don't know if y'all can see that. God, yeah. beautiful child. Yeah, and she is. She's precious. Beautiful. Uh, so that changes your direction from when before you were wrestling mm-hmm. to, to now because you got. I want to be able to play with her. Yep. And you don't want to be stuck where you're walking around like some of the old guys with a hip that you can't get back and forth. I can't go outside and play ball or whatever. You know, I can't swim with her. Blah blah blah. Yeah. It's, it's another thing about it too is like I have two ways to look at that. So, one, it makes me want to ball out harder than I've ever balled out before. But it also, like you're saying, is like, what well, do I need to do? Because I see it like this. Now, if I did get a contract and I did get signed, like some sort of contract, I ain't got to go to the WWE. The odds of me getting there like, very slim. I understand that. But I'm a realistic human being, you know? Uh, so, like, getting like an MLW or a Ring of Honor or a even like an AW would be fucking obviously the coolest thing ever. But, like, the chances are slim, but it's a possibility. It makes me want to ball out for her because then I can pay my bills. I can take care of her. I can take care of whatever I need to take care of as a man first. Because she didn't only change my wrestling career. Like, I used to be a shit person. And I'm sure people know that. I'm sure. you. I saw you and Gans on the podcast talk about Crunk was a heat magnet. No, no, no. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Kevin Ryan here is a heat magnet. That's not a flex. That's not a brag. It's just 
I was young and dumb, and I just did dumb shit, and I said stupid shit that I shouldn't have ever said. But for some reason, I was just like, I'm the coolest guy ever. Nobody can touch me. And I'm not saying I don't still feel like the goat in a lot of situations, but, like, I do it as a man now, not as a child. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, the funny when you mentioned that, because that's what, Andrew, because that's, of, the, of my career, that seems to be the last year that wherever Rocky Child's name goes, there's controversy, there's heat. That just flies there. Like shoot skis heat. Like, yeah. People fucking hate you. Yeah, shit, people, you know, well, they either love me or they hate me. Yep. But uh, it, it's. It's the Gary Lamb effect. That's what I call yeah, it. Yeah, but I. Just like that. But the thing is, is I'm not a big talker about stuff, but I'm honest. Mm-hmm. And I don't God, think. people hate The people honesty. in the, yeah, in this Jeez, industry God. right now, especially, people hate if you're honest with them. Yep. And so, even though I haven't been in the wrestling business for. Working in the ring as long as some of these guys. I have a good understanding of the business side of it and how to promote and things like that. Mm. And I like to think I even think above the curve when it comes to that. Which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and when you give people that, sometimes they get offended. Like, hey, look, you know, I I like your gimmick, but if you did this, Mm. you know, you'd be way up. For sure. And, you know, instead of people taking that as a a positive thing, sometimes they take that as a slight. Always. I think it's the... There's, there's pieces of advice you're going to listen to. And you can take any piece of advice and use it. Like, yeah. It doesn't have to be all of it. It doesn't have to be uh, 2% of it. It can be 1% of it. But I think all advice is advice, good or bad. Like, if you get advice and you think it's the dumbest advice ever, boom, you can go, that guy doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> I will never get advice from him. Then you learn, and that's advice for you. you know? Yeah. Uh, and wrestling it also is really weird to me. that, Like you said, like they hate honesty. And the shittiest part about it is they'll be like, be honest. Please, yeah, God, be honest with me. And then you're honest with them. and like, that guy's a dick. That guy's an ass. <laughs> no, you asked for this. And you don't ask people their opinion if you don't want it. If you can't handle the heat, stay out of the kitchen. And that's what I've always said. Because people don't like me. Like, I've burned so many bridges that I didn't know I burned. Yeah. You know, Southern Honor. I love Southern Honor. I think that's one of, it, it did more for me in wrestling than anything has ever done for, my, done for me. But they hate me. And I do not know why. Yeah. That me and Crunk went over there, and we did a show – uh, is ADS, and we wrestled Joe Black and Murder One. God, such a great match. And that was awesome. We were like, we're back in. I'm back in. I get to see my boys. And they just never hit us up again. I don't know why. And it's so confusing, but it makes me wonder, as a young, dumb kid, like I said before, did I just make yeah. mistakes I didn't know? Is there any way to fix those mistakes? Is there anything that we can do, uh, not only as wrestlers, but as people, to, like, right those wrongs? And some people won't allow it, but I think everybody deserves a second chance in any sort of situation. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. Well, it's business, and... You know, at the end of the day, it's, for me, it's always, you know, there's a lot of people in the business that I don't necessarily get along with. But if Real I time. was, if I was going to call them and they was going to book out and they were going to sell my ring out, mm-hmm. I'm going to call them. We're going to do business. It's wrestling. Yeah, facts. Yeah, we ain't got to go out and hang out after that. We're going to do business. Yep. So, uh, I think that's something that gets lost on some of the bookers nowadays. There's a lot of personal issues that... See, Define that. I feel like is the problem with bookers to me nowadays, and, I, and it's wrestling. I get it, but there's a lot of people getting opportunities, and I'm not. God, this is gonna make me so. So here's the heat magnet. I, have, I think <laughs> I feel like this is probably gonna sound like an asshole, but it's the Scott Hall saying where it's like it's not it's not friendness is business. Is that what he says? Well, they book too many of their friends, and it ruins the quality of their show. Yeah, because I they want to have these like. Dude, you've wrestled at my show in fucking Rome, Georgia, blah blah blah. But you're the shits. So you shouldn't be booked at all. You should be training, and you should be, be being better. And I'm not the best wrestler ever. I get that. I could always train. I could always be better. But I feel like I'm talented in a lot of sorts. You know, like, I feel like I bring 
something to the table, you know, to where a lot of these people, they're getting these opportunities, and I'm like, you shouldn't even be in the ring. Like, you shouldn't. You should have never left training. You should have never got out of the ring. You, and it's, it blows my mind how often that's a thing. Yeah. I'm like me and Chris Crunk, for example. We wrestle so many teams that are not on our level, and that's just a shoot. That, that's how we really feel, that we constantly get handed. And you can only make chicken salad out of chicken shit so many times. You give us fucking chicken diarrhea. I'm so sorry. Uh, you give us chicken diarrhea, you can't make chicken salad out of that. It's impossible. But I feel like we get it over and over and over. And you know what you do in those, with those people with the diarrhea and wrestling? You flush them. You get them out. You send them on. It's not that hard. You know who y'all are. And if you feel hit and you're wearing the slipper, keep it on and walk your ass out the door because you don't need to be here. That's just how it is. That's the yeah. shit. Yeah. And that's fair. Yeah. I mean, there, there's people, and I have saw that, that get places in wrestling that haven't earned it. Mm. And, yeah, it is because of who you know. Um so that, that, that's not a shoot. That's a fact. It's just how it is. Like, <laughs> really. I ain't being that guy, but it's just like, Jesus, like, I, we can't just keep doing this. Because I see a lot of posts also about, I've seen the last couple of days, they're like uh, 90, 95% of the rest. It was a post about, it was uh, Patrick and Cuffs. And it was like, what's your, like, wrestling opinion, blah, blah, blah. And most of these people are like, my shoot wrestling opinion nobody's going to like is that 95% of the wrestlers in the ring need to be behind the guardrail. And I completely agree with that. I completely believe that. And I'm not saying everybody's that. Like, some of y'all probably stress and confidence and, like, lack it. And y'all are really good. Don't If you know that you're fire or you know that you have qualities that you can be better as a wrestler or make it as a wrestler, you ball out. But if there's those wrestlers who are just sitting there doing absolutely nothing, who think they're better than everybody who should never – you just shouldn't be here. Because wrestling is all about getting better and learning and making sure that you're making people feel welcomed and involved and enjoying what their dream was as a child. If you can't do that, then don't be here. You're a role model now. That's another thing about being like a man. I feel like you just realize those kind of things. When I was a kid, I thought I was that guy. I was a shithead that shouldn't have been here. And that's probably why I got the heat, you know. But now I look at it as, as like we have one thing that we all have in common, that we love wrestling. But you should know your place in that. If you should be a referee, ball out as a referee. Yeah. If you need to be a cameraman, ball out as a cameraman. If you're going to be one of the best wrestlers on the planet, be one of the best wrestlers on the planet. But don't half-ass the commitment. Be fully involved. Yeah. You know? God. And this business, well, there's so much in this business that goes with it. Like, some people physically are great in the ring, mm-hmm. but they have no charisma. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't get them over as, whether they be a heel or a face. Mm-hmm. Either one. They just don't have it. It's just cricket the whole time. Yeah, the, yeah. And... And sadly enough, you've got to figure out that point. No matter what you do with that person, he can be the greatest technical wrestler in the world. You can't do anything with him as far as that goes. Million percent. Uh, it's the one thing you can't teach. Uh, and I and I've saw you the charisma, whether you're a heel and I've, you know, or whether you're a face, the, the crowd connects to you somehow. And so, uh, and that's the same way. Yeah, that's my answer to mine. When people say, "Well," I was like, "I don't know." We just connect. It's just, it just happens. Just enjoy it. And so uh, I'm just thankful for it. Yep, me too. And so that being said, uh, so Kevin Ryan's trajectory, he's he's healed. He's going straight up. So tell us about Paul's. Rocky Shaw, we're baby faces, brother. We're over. We're over right now, brother. We heels, we baby faces. We just cut promos like we're heels. We <laughs> People love it. They think we're the coolest guys ever. But we are baby faces. You say we're heels, Rocky. Oh, okay. We're baby faces. 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 Woo! <laughs>
so, so you just want to talk about the New South Tag Team Championship? Yeah, tell us about the, the road to you guys winning this. So when I messed up my leg, like I talked about earlier in February, uh, me and Chris Cronk had kind of been in talks. And we used to be the Akuta Death Society, me, myself, and Sean Christopher back in like near the COVID times, so probably like 2020, 2021. And we ran that for about three years. We were balling. We were killing it everywhere we went. And Sean wanted to go his different ways, which I respect that, you know, do what you got to do if you feel like that makes you better as a performer. And we all disbanded. Well, when I messed up my leg in February of 2021, I was out. Like I said, I still wrestled. But it was no substance. Like, it was literally just like spot show here, spot show here with no crowd. I didn't give a shit about it. I just wanted to, I just wanted to be in the ring, you know. Uh, well, then I saw New South doing the anniversary show, and somebody had reached out to me. I forgot who it was about doing a promo. So I did the promo, and in the promo, I cut, like, this rock promo, and it was, like, just talking shit about blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you can hear him now, Kevin, Kevin. <laughs> and I, and some, I said, I want y'all to send me a video of this, and I want to see how they react. And so they did it, and the crowd going crazy, Kevin, Kevin. And I was like, okay, is this, there's still something here, you know. So I texted Crunk, and I was like, I really don't want to come back as a singles guy, because if I come back as a singles guy, and I messed up my leg two shows in, I'm screwed. Like, this whole comeback was pointless, then I'm dead in the water, instantly, DOA. Uh, and so we had been talking, and I told him we kind of agreed that the Akuto Death Society is like something that people really related to, and they thought we were really cool, and something that still had miles on it. Like, yeah. we did not close that chapter by any means. So, Kronk was doing this angle with a guy named Rodney Rockchild, which is fire, super cool guy, whatever. And he was like, I need something also, because I feel like I'm just nothing against Rodney, but he just said he felt like he was like floundering and he wasn't really going to do a lot. Rodney's a great guy, amazing guy, uh, but. Kronk felt like he should be in a better spot. And I agree with that because Chris Kronk's one of the best wrestlers in the South, period, hands down. People will always sleep on Chris Kronk because, same thing, he just did dumb shit when he was younger and people hate him for it. But people can learn so much from that guy. Let me just clarify. Anyways, uh, and so we were talking and he did the angle with him. And I was like, well, they're doing the Winter Wars coming up, which is their, like, big Royal Rumble show. Pretty much they do. And Kronk was like, well, why don't you come back? You can do the Rumble return. And we'll do, like, a little ADS reunion for a second. Kind of see how it goes. So we did it, crowd, oh, God, such a great feeling. So I did the return, and, you know, like, the anxiety of, like, the, when people was like, oh, when I return, I'm stressed out, I'm, I don't know if they're going to remember me. It's definitely there. Like, it, it never goes away. It doesn't matter how little scale of a show or big scale of a show. It's just instantly, like, I hope my people remember. So my music hit, and I come out, ah, it was awesome. Great feeling. Come out, we do the spot or whatever, and we did our pose, which is just, like, us sitting in the middle of the ring, and ADS chant started everywhere. And we were like, we still got it. Yeah. We still have it. So we went to the back. We was like, dude, that was awesome. Me and Crunk reconnected for the first time in forever, like other than just talking online. Uh, and we were like, well, should we do ADS again? Should we do it? We talked to Dump. Dump's the booker of New South, if y'all don't know that. And Dump was like, I think it'd be a great idea. I think y'all should do it. What we'll do is Rodney and Crunk are going to do a body bag match. And he was like, when they do the body bag match, you'll come out. He's gonna, Rodney's going to attack Crunk's girlfriend. Type just. He's going to come in the ring, big holy shit thing or whatever. Then you come out and do the save. So it happened, and I'm telling you, heart out my chest. I'm so nervous. And so he went to beat the girl up. I slid in. I gave Ronnie the old razzle-dazzle, triple, triple super kicks. He's in the body bag. Crunk cuts the promo after. And it's something along the lines of like, uh, you didn't know it was gone until, you didn't know you loved it until it was gone or whatever. Uh, how about we do this again, ADS? And everybody's ADS, ADS. That was in December, and we've ran as ADS. What's, what were we at now, eight months, nine months? I don't know. Whatever. And we have just been smacking that ass, as we say. We've been whooping ass. We've been kicking ass. This is our second reign as New South Tag Team Champions. 
we won them the first time against Infrared, who are the longest reigning New South Tag Team Champions. We beat them, which was awesome. Such a cool night. Uh, I think that was the Hoss Tournament. Hoss Tournament's New South's like big tournament. Everybody watches it. Everybody talks about it. Everybody's on Twitter about it. Uh, we did that match against them night one, and it was like a hardcore match, and I jumped off a fucking 20-foot ladder by all the crazy shit, you know? Yeah. Uh, and we won tag titles there, which was awesome. We lost them to the Carnies, I think. We lost them to the Carnies. Then we beat the Carnies recently, and this is our second reign as the New South Tag Team Champions. I'm the only four-time New South Tag Team Champion in history. Sweet. Awesome. Great. History maker right here, guys. Yes. History break kid. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> and you heard it on 12-gauge first. So Numbers. <laughs> so awesome. the one thing I will – I will tell you, as we mentioned earlier, and me having that curve in the business, when I when I saw you brought it back in the cuter death site, I was like, dude, this is money. Yeah. I was like, they are on something. And I see all these other people not book you because they have no idea. Because I, I know, and I know what it is because it's the so old guys weird. don't understand anything about what you're doing with the name because they don't understand it. Yep. It wasn't their generation. It yep. wasn't my generation. It's new. But I see it. Yep. In the same way. I was like, you're on to something that resonates with the, uh, a younger crowd than the, the, that's past because, you know, my generation, and I know you, you come in between that, so you understand, like, DX, things like that. Mm. But a lot of the younger ones now don't. Mm. But, you know, the manga, the anime series, mm. things like that, they are connected to. Yes. And when you bring something in like that, and it likes just like when I don't remember his name that came in with the big fro from like Dragon Ball Z and, and AEW. Oh, he, he uh, Marcus wrestle. Cross. Yeah, he. I, I would say he's a great wrestler, but he. Got, <laughs> I was about to say, but he had a. Um, he had a very unique look, and he was over with the crowd because he. Oh had my god! That I went to that Ring of Honor show, and it was insane. They loved him. He wrestled a guy named Charles Anders. Shout out Charles Anders. I'll never forget that. Because they did, you're talking about the Ring of Honor show he did. I'm pretty sure. Is yeah. that what you're talking about? They did Ring of Honor in Atlanta in center stage. And I remember Marcus killed it, man. He, he snapped, and they thought it was the coolest thing ever. He did Spanish fall off the top rope. But what, what you're saying to go back is uh, it's it's that relatability with the newer crowd. Yes. Older people don't understand that. That's just life. Like, everybody, you have to evolve with the time. Yes. Yeah. Life in general. But I think, so you're saying you're like, you were talking about, like, the older crowd knows, like, a DX. The younger crowd knows, like, now would be, I guess, like, SoundCloud rappers and anime, <laughs> right, really, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, but I feel like the cool thing about the Akuto Death Society is we do bring both. Yeah. We, and people don't know that, like like he's saying, and people don't. All right, so those of you who don't know, we had some technical difficulties. The camera it's battery light. actually died, so uh, that's been an odd week, but that just seems to happen. But just like true workers, we are used to the fact Call in the things ring, do not go as planned. You that's walk true. and talk sometimes. Duck two clothesline, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Duck two hair, uh, hair tie on a phone match. There it is, <laughs> right now, guys. That's awesome. So we were discussing a little bit about the relatability. Mm. Uh, for a Cootie Death Society with a younger crowd mm. and possibility of the bookers that are in the current situation because them being older don't really understand the, our stuff. Yeah, your stuff. It's super weird too because like 
Uh, we definitely relate on both sides. So like we relate to the younger demographic because we kind of like these like SoundCloud rappers and we kind of like uh, these like F boys, but it's not really like that. That's just kind of like what we look like. And we have this like nonchalant who gives a F style. But we also like little anime characters who just like ball out and go catch Pokemon or whatever. Guys, people are going to be so mad about that probably. But y'all know what I'm saying. I got Mudkip in the back of my phone, guys, so relax. Uh, and I don't think people understand that. Like the younger crowd gets that, but like you said, the promoters, they don't understand it. And what sucks about that is like if they saw our work as a tag team, we're kind of old school as it gets. Like we do the classic heat, we do the classic hot tag. Now we might do a couple of things after, but like we work a very like old school, making sense, logical style that, uh, that unfortunately a lot of us will not get to show as me and Chris Crump because of the heat or because of they don't understand or because they just won't give us a chance. If y'all give us a chance, I promise you, you will get your money's worth and more. You will be astonished and be like, I cannot believe I was not looking at these guys before. And that's not because it's me. I mean, it is because it's me. I promote all day, but uh, I'm just telling you straight up. I've seen a lot of tag teams out here that should not be tag teams, and that's just how I feel like it is. And me and Chris Crunk is the Akuta Death Society are a tag team. We are as official as it gets. I have another group I'm in also, the Good Hand, okay. with Shug D, Tyler Stevens, and the MLW World Champion Alex Kane okay. in action wrestling. That's also fire. And if you want to book us at your show and pay us a million dollars, we'll do that too. So just know we are money-making individuals, and we're here to make your show better. That's what we do. And I will agree with that. I will I will put 12-gauge stamp approval on that. That could be a good Booker's, thing or a bad thing. Yeah, like, it could be. It could be. Know, you could man. never get booked again now. <laughs> but I was already there anyway. So it's good. We'll so, start our own show. <laughs> so, you know. There, there's that possibility. Toll Gauge Promotions was made for a reason, the flexibility oh in the future. So I, I, I will drop that in there. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, you're right. Be afraid. Now, where is that show? Now, you, now you have a show you're running or booking, or does that – we don't discuss that on here. We, we are not doing anything. I do show up, and I am actually, I would say – do things I, I wouldn't say a partner. I'd say partner with KLT. That yeah. political answer, yes. ass mother. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so, so yes, I, I am not paid or contracted on that show. So it goes from that. Uh, I've got a partnership with Deep South that cool. Uh, Eric Adams and uh, Nick Patrick love them to death. Who's that champ? They just had a new champ, right? Yeah, is it who Skrilla. I'm thinking? It's Skrilla the Grizzly. I love yeah. Skrilla the Great. I yeah. think he's one of those people. It's kind of the same way. I don't know, like. If he had heat or whatever it was, but for some reason I didn't hear about Skrilla till about maybe like two or three years ago at KLT. I wrestled him and was like, "Oh my god, so yeah. good!" And then ever since then, he's just been the man. Like he he's a baller, and I will always love you, Skrilla. Just yes, Skrilla, and, and so teaser Skrilla round two is coming real soon. That's true. Whenever you're ready, dude, I'm yeah. always in. He can't handle me now. <laughs> I wouldn't take his belt from him that easy. You know what but, I'm saying? Uh, but Skrilla is, and for those who around me, is the most decorated uh, champion in North Georgia. He's right? a beast. Yes, he is. So, uh, if you've not saw the Peanut Butter Falcon, by the way, he's in this movie. No, I did not know he was in the movie. I've never seen it. I've heard of it, but I've yeah. never, I didn't know he was in well, it. Well, you know, I thought when I saw it, I was like, this is a goofy It's an amazing movie. Yes. You'll sit there, you'll be like, oh my God, this is great. Especially from a wrestling fan's point of view. Yeah, I love that kind of stuff. I think that stuff's very awesome. And I love stuff like that also. Very inspirational. Uh, very like next level as a human being, which is super awesome. And you get a chance to have a kid like that in this situation, obviously, uh, to ball out and really make a difference in his life. And I think that stuff is awesome. I love stuff like that. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. I so so uh, now when we were talking about as far as you're so right now in Georgia, you see a few, like, 
I would say New South is kind of breaking that mold and bringing some of you guys in there and letting you do stuff. Mm -hmm. And where I see a lot of the promotions, you know, and I was part of one where we're going to go with a little bit of a shoot here, and I'm not going to say a name. Oh, God. But, uh, <laughs> you know, a promotion that promised we were going to do these great things. And then when I got to working with this promotion, we launched everything. And the same 50 and 60-year-old guys were running the mm. main events and the same cards. So Classic Georgia wrestling. Yeah, it wasn't going to the guys that, you know, when I was told that we were going to have. And people gave me promises like, you know, I'll, I'll lay down dead before we book this guy. And then the right. next time, though, we're booking these guys. Of course. Yep. The same way because they're friends. It's the it's <laughs> friendness I was talking about earlier. That's true. Yeah, they have this weird way though of getting that. They have this weird way of getting in that in that spot in that situation. No matter how much of the shits they are, yeah, it offends you because you're the shits, uh, and they get that opportunity every time. Which I'm not jealous of, but I'm just like, damn, that's crazy that y'all yeah. are such a finessing set of minds. That one, y'all are dumb enough to keep these people, but two, y'all are <laughs> dumb enough to use these people. Like I don't know, that stuff blows my mind. Yeah, God, it's crazy. Yeah, and it goes to a point where. You know, these same group of people, they, to function at that level, mm -hmm. they're, you know, drinking mm -hmm. like heavily before the match. Yep. Then people make mistakes, people get hurt yep. for these same reasons. Because I will tell you, I'm on the, I'm on the people, if the guy that I'm working with that I think is, he's been drinking or something, mm -hmm. he's going out and somebody else is going to go sit wrestling because I'm not going to do that. Let me give you my standpoint on this side of it. So, drinking, no. Never, I just don't accept it. Uh, and I know people that's done it, and some people they do function better off of it. And I've wrestled people that I know were off some alcohol, right? But I don't like. I'm gonna be careful, but I, that's the most to me unprofessional thing you can do because yeah. we're in here to take care of each other, and you're not even taking care of taking care of yourself. So I know, like hell, you're not gonna try to take care of me. But yeah. in those matches, brother, it's headlocks and sit downs. So that's what I do. <laughs> right. You know, I'm just gonna be that guy. Uh, but like, I have a different take on like a marijuana. So like, I don't smoke. I think that's stuff stupid. Uh, just, I don't think it's stupid. I think it's awesome. I think it's a lot of benefits. I just can't do it. I get panic attacks. stresses me out. Uh, but I know a lot of people that it helps them function better when they're wrestling. And some people don't like that. Some people do like that. This is just my standpoint on it. Of like, if it helps you and you think better and you react better and your nerves are at ease and you're not going to hurt anybody, then do that. Because I know a lot of people really 100% Rocky Shaw right now, I can tell you, that when they do it, it just brings them into the character. And it makes them protect people better. And it makes them help people better. And it gets their nerve because to me, there's nothing worse than getting hurt because of somebody's like stress or nerves and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So like on that type of thing, I'll kind of ease on it depending on who it is and if I know how they are. I could call names right now, but I'm not going to, yeah. of people that do that. So I'm a little different about that stuff. Not, not alcohol, though. I think alcohol, like any drug, past alcohol, stop. If you're going <laughs> to smoke a blunt before you wrestle because it helps you out a lot in life, do that. That's awesome. You know, that's me. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. So... As far as I know, we've got. So, if you had a dream match, mm. who would be the guy that faced Kevin Ryan at WrestleMania? God, dude, I don't know. So, I have a, obviously like a million of them, but I think the two that's off the dome immediately. Is that that's not just this is literally not just one? There's no way. But I think Adam Cole because like he's my guy. I love Adam Cole, and I think he would teach me so much with it's so so little i mean not so little of time but like it would help me tremendously as a wrestler or aj styles mm -hmm. because i think aj styles is the best pound for pound wrestler ever like 
I think he can do anything. I think he makes it look easy. I think he just he's just so like he was born to be a pro wrestler. There's no other thing that I could ever understand anybody else being that's so natural as an AJ Styles, even at his older age. AJ Styles really is just the go, and that's not because Frank. Uh, I don't know if he'd watch it, but I, I've always said that. I think that my favorite wrestler of all time, when it comes to that style, would be probably AJ Styles. Not that, not, but let me be this guy. So there is a bunch of them. Styles is like my first. Like that's pretty much him and Cole are my guys. But I could also, I would love a Brian Danielson. I would die. Okay. But God, it would be such a learning experience, uh, and I, it would just be really cool. Uh, Osprey, God, my cardio has got to get better. Uh, 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 we got. Who would, and there's another one. Oh, and Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal. I yes. love Jay Lethal, and I think he's very underutilized. But he's contracted, and he's happy, and he's uh, in a great place. That's another. We were talking about training places earlier. He does all Jersey Pro, and I did not know that when I was a kid. But I would have went there because of my love for Jay Lethal. Yeah, love Jay Lethal. But that's another. One. Yeah, yeah. Those well, are my guys. And, and when you said uh, a lot of names that you said there that I relate to, and Osprey's been what Osprey's on my been on my radar for a long time. And it's amazing how we, he went from a smaller guy, and he's put on a lot of muscle and size over the last several years. Yep, he is. And he still does the stuff he did when he was With no smaller. Yep. And so, I mean, re- respect, awesome. Uh, and I, I will say, just, just when I, I have to think about this, is that Tiger Driver that he dropped Kenny Omega. Woo! I, I don't know who was crazier, putting it on him or taking it. Either one. I was like, <laughs> I, w- I'll sit there and watch it, and I was like, damn. So here, <laughs> let me give my take on this. So a lot of people are so mad at that. God, they were so mad. They thought that was the dumbest thing ever. Blah blah blah. But let me tell you something. That is Kenny Omega, and that is Will Ospreay. Yeah. If there's anybody, in my head at least, that I think could do that perfectly without killing each other, even if it was intentionally, but whatever the situation was, who better of two guys? Because it did exactly what it was supposed to do. Yeah. It, Kenny Omega did not die. He did not break his neck. <laughs> and it got everybody talking. Just yes. off that one move alone. Wrestling is not about moves, but those are the oh – God, that's it. God, I'm going to throw some shit out here. Things like that, I'm not saying are good for wrestling, but they definitely create the memories. You'll never forget that. We're talking about it. It's been what? Probably three months, four months ago. It's been been a while, you know, and we're still talking about it. So, like, I think that stuff is needed in wrestling, but not every match. That's the key. That was the perfect place, perfect time, uh, perfect scenario. What a great match. I I agree. And it's hard in wrestling to be remembered after that. I I will say this, and and I'm a strong believer in this. There's a lack right now of people focusing on the storyline and the character content mm-hmm. and their promos. Because they and they're expecting a lot of those guys are expecting what they do in the ring to be remembered for. To be that. To be that. To and be the remembrance. And yes. people don't they don't remember uh, the average fan. We could go back and ask them the last wrestling match and ask them who won which match. Mm-hmm. And I'd almost guarantee none of them would know who won. Not an answer or anything. Probably. They'd be like, I don't know who they were. They wore this, that, and that. Yeah. Type shit. Yeah. They'll know who they wore. Maybe some kind of big dramatic thing that happened in yep. the match. But will not remember who, who got the pinfall. Yep. And so. I'm weird about that, though, because it's like, I definitely agree with that. 100%. Like, for example, I'm not going to, I'm not going to cut what I was going to say. Uh. But I agree with that in the sense of, like, I don't like 
when people rely on nothing but character, though. Like, and some Correct. people should, because some people just suck as wrestlers, and that's a fact. And some people can make a lot of money just being a character. But I think it's like wrestling is about athleticism now, and wrestling's about like these spots and blah blah blah. But you do need some form of a character. You do need some form of something. But you can't rely 100% on either or. I think it has to be like a 50-50. Or even like a, if you have a really fire character, like a, uh, that, that's 75% character and 25, just pretty good wrestling, that's great too. Oh, yeah. Just don't rely on one or the other because that, I don't think that stuff gets you remembered fully. You can be a great character, but what if, they, what if you put 100% in your character, you suck as a wrestler, but the garbage, the character is garbage also. Then you're putting 100% into nothing anyways. Yeah. I don't know, I'm, I've always been weird about that stuff. I'm yeah. a big like spots guy doing a million things guy. But I like to make my promos memorable in some form. Like me and Crunk's promos are so entertaining, and I really think that we go out of our way to be different. You can watch any of them, and they're all some form of like, like what the f are these guys doing? <laughs> but you remember it because of that. Yeah. So. Still good. Okay. All right. Uh, well, where are we at time on this? Okay. So. broke my train of thought there it's all right so um what made you start doing these podcasts <laughs> well so you uh i know you've been in the loop with as far as so i came out of the ring uh what well, how, how long has it been since i've been out of the ring so we come out april roughly april so i got diagnosed a few weeks before with hypertrophic cardiomyopathy Crazy. Uh, so, in basically, the left side of my heart has developed a thicker muscle wall, and it doesn't allow as much blood in and to get out and oxygenate. So, I had noticed, well, and I think I even talked to you about it beforehand, dude, yep. to someone, it's like, man, I, my cardio is just not there. I mean, mm. like, I bust my ass in the ring shape, I'm on the treadmill. Like, it was, like, obviously off. Yeah, it was yeah. obviously off. And so, uh, I mean, I would get through a match, and, and I'll be honest, I, I always made sure to take care of my phone, but I mean, by the time I was done, mm. you know, I was sucking air hard. Mm. And uh, so, I started, we started looking into it. Um, I had, well, Jimmy Wang Yang was, he's like, dude, you need to go check, let's go check your heart. Mm. And let Is he him a look at or something? He's not. Uh, but he just, he felt like during training that something was off. That something was off. He, Cause he's like, I obviously I can tell. He said, you're not a quitter, mm-hmm. but your body seems to be quick. Yes. And, uh, so we went through several tests and then they were doing a, um, I think it was, uh, an echo and they were, go, uh, going through and the lady goes, hold on a second. And she goes, do you mind if I, Pardon myself for just a moment. And I know. I bet doctor, you were so scared. Yeah, at that oh point when, when they, because I'm like, wait. Yeah, yeah. Nobody just like stops. Like, in the chill out. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. So she goes, she comes back with another nurse and she goes, oh, honey, I'm just going to take a look too for her. And I'm like, mm hmm. Yes. Yes. And so they were like, uh, well, and I was supposed to get on the treadmill at that point afterwards. She says, honey, we're going to cancel that treadmill part of it. And I'm like, she goes, until we can let the doctor talk to you. So the doctor comes and talks to me, and he's sort of, you, you should not be wrestling. You shouldn't have been wrestling for a long time. So this hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, and I'm going to make this short because this episode's about him, uh, is 
what a lot of the football players and stuff were dying in their teeth and something. That's so good. they were just, you know, be running on the field, they dropped dead, mm-hmm. but they never got diagnosed with it. Well, I, I was lucky enough to be an athlete the entire time and just miss the bullet. And, you had it, and got it figured out before. And got it figured out. That's, that's key. So uh, the current plan is uh, there will probably be some surgery this year. Yep. There will be a little rehab. And then all of they say it's – the, the, they don't recommend or say it hasn't happened yet. Rocky Shaw's going to be back in the ring at some point in time in the future. Yep. So it's just a matter of how long it's going to take for me to get there. Be careful. I trust. Yeah. I think you know – it's like Wayne said, like you're not a quitter, and I think you as a man know what you can and can't take. Just be careful. All right. So, yeah, absolutely. So, because we got we got to do that, we got to do that tag team with. That's true. You know, Big Rock and, you know, it's true. Sexy Kevin here. Yeah, <laughs> Sexy Kev, yes sir, Daddy Kev. Uh, That's cool. Well, I'm glad you're here, Rock. I'm glad if you if you didn't get that figured out, you never know what could happen. But now yeah. we're here doing 12 gauge with Kevin. Ryan and Rocky That's right. That's right. That's right. So, um, and, and we're going to do more in the future. This thing will be the first time you, you've done great on this. Uh, and I've had fun. Uh, that's what it's all about, is us having fun. Enjoying it. And having a conversation so, with the bros. Yeah, having a conversation with the bros. And, and my heart and my true thing is, just like I said earlier, is I want to give people the spotlight that hasn't normally got it. Mm-hmm. And also, for these fans, a lot of my fans have never met Kevin Ryan. It's true. And now they get a chance to see why Rocky Shaw is even a fan of Kevin Ryan. Well, thank you, Rocky. And so, uh, and that that goes something because I see, you know, I know him from different angles. I know him from out, you know, outside the ring as a brother to the dad mm-hmm. to the worker. Yep. And so, so guys, when, when one of us, one of us really love the other one like that, and you put that behind them, that tells you that's the guy to keep an eye on. Uh, those are the guys that deserve your, your chairs. They deserve you to go out and grab their merch. I mean, because as I've told y'all before, to me and him, when y'all buy shirts, that means so much, and it helps so much because we're a lot like you. If you think sometimes you've looked at your bank account and been like, oh, God. You have no idea. Yeah. As an independent wrestler, what that's like. Yeah. Wrestlers do because... That wrestling payday is not as big as most of you think. It's a lot smaller than most of you think. A lot smaller than you think. <laughs> so, it's the passion, the love, the drive. You know, like, uh, I think that's what's cool about wrestling, though. It's like you're saying, like, there is a brotherhood to it. There's a passion that we all, in this weird, like, cult-like, almost love for pro wrestling, uh, dedicate our lives to. <laughs> and so, yeah, if you want to borrow merch, cool. If you want to come out and cheer, awesome. If you want to come out and show love, just support, you know? It doesn't matter. It could be a follow on Twitter. It could be a follow on Instagram. It could be liking a video. It could be uh, just saying to your friend, hey, y'all go watch that wrestling with Kevin Ryan and Rocky Charlotte. Whatever it is. <coughs> help us will help you because we try to make sure, uh, for me speaking personally, I try to make sure that every fan gets dedicated attention. The reason that is is because Adam Cole, uh, I went to a Ring of Honor show. It was my first ever Ring of Honor show, and Adam Cole was injured. And I went just for Adam Cole. Bought the Adam Cole sign, bought the streamers for Adam Cole, everything. And he didn't wrestle that night. He had a torn, I think, collarbone, maybe something like that. And uh, after the show, I asked him. I asked one of the security guards to go get him. And I was like, hey, Adam Cole's not going to come out here. He's Adam Cole. He come out there. He talked to me for like 15 minutes. And he was legitimately the nicest guy ever. Plus, that was the first time I went to the Ring of Honor show. I went to a Ring of Honor show in Dallas, Texas for WrestleMania 32. I saved like six grand by playing tickets. Me and three of my friends went and my mom. Blah, blah, blah. We went to the Supercard of Honor show. Adam Cole wrestled ACH. 
I, was this? I think this is, it may have been Atlanta, but I think this was in uh, there. So Cole come out and he just, he come to the guardrail where we were. He took a picture with us and there was nobody around Cole at the time. It was just me, Cole, my brother, Shana. And then a line formed up, right? And I felt so bad because I was like, God, I bet he wanted to go home. But instead of being an ass to these people, he took every single person's picture, took every single picture's autograph and had an actual conversation. Not just like a, hey, how you doing? Great, cool, bye. He made you feel like you were a part of it. You know, and that's what I like doing as a pro wrestler is I like these kids that I recognize and I see every time I go to shave. Even the adults, I love everybody. They come up and they go, hey, do you remember me from here? And of course I do. Of course I remember you from there because uh, you do make an impact on our lives. We're, you know, y'all think we're like these huge superstars. And like, sometimes we do let our, uh, our minds get a little out of there. You know, we think we're the shit sometimes for sure. But that doesn't affect how we love y'all and how we appreciate y'all and how y'all make this. If y'all, if we didn't, COVID sucked because we didn't have y'all. When we got y'all back, we were forever thankful, and we will forever be thankful. So any fan that wants to do anything for Kevin Hart, if it's bring a poster, if it's want to give me a hug, if it's want to take a picture with me, if it's want an autograph, I, I don't care. I will do it every single time. 100 times, twice, 200 times on Sunday. I don't care. Uh, thank you. I, just, I really feel like that's something that people don't do enough is appreciate Absolutely. the fans. I love Absolutely. you guys. Y'all are awesome. Yeah. And that's awesome. And, uh, to the bottom heart, he he couldn't have said what I what I couldn't have said what he said better. So we do love you guys, and we thank you. Um, I want to thank Kevin for this time, sir. Thank you. And so, Kevin, there's any shows that you want to pop that you got coming up? So uh, October the 29th, we got Action Wrestling. It's Action Wrestling, Tyrone, Georgia. God, I don't remember the name of it because I have ADHD brain. Uh, but it'll be me and Shug Dizzle, Shug D versus Eli Knight. And God, I forget the other dude's name. I'm so sorry, God, he's gonna hate me for that. But Culture Inc. And we're gonna take home an Action Wrestling Tag Team Titles live on IWTV. I'm gonna walk out with a black tag team title strap, and I'm gonna keep my orange tag team strap because I'm not defending it. Uh, New South's doing a couple shows in Huntsville. I will not be at unfortunately, but I'm always down to uh, show some love to them. They're doing a show in Huntsville called Comic Con, and they're doing another show the same day. The first show's on a Friday. It's at 3 p.m. Next show's on a Saturday at 7 p.m. So 29th and 30th, go support, go ball that out. And anytime you can uh, show some love to a New South or action, even a Southern Honor, even a KLT, wrestling period. Doesn't matter what it is. I ain't got to be involved. Rocky don't have to be involved. Just appreciate wrestling and enjoy wrestling because y'all make this bigger. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin Ryan, B-D-E-D, uh, or TikTok or Instagram at the Kevin Ryan, Or you can go on Facebook like an old head I am and just do Kevin Ryan. And my picture's on there with this beautiful piece of orange strap, uh, Silver, I don't know what the hell that is. <laughs> this title. We'll call oh, it my yeah, we'll call it the platy, platy daddy right here. Uh, so I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. And uh, what do, you, do you do anything for like the outro? I do. Yeah. Beware the 12 gauge. <laughs> See you guys. That was awesome, dude. That was fucking awesome. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. Anytime, I'll do it a million times. Well, yeah. Sunday.